Welcome to the podcast of Inspiring Women in Hospitality. I'm Noreen Ahmed, your host. Each episode, I invite a woman from the hospitality industry to share her story with us, why she got into hospitality, her journey so far, her learnings, and who inspires her. On this episode, we hear from Maysoon, recorded in March 2023. She tells us what it's like to run an architectural firm and a hospitality business simultaneously in Bangladesh. Hello, everyone. Noreen here. Today I have with me Maysoon. Thank you so much for joining me. Hello. Um, I'm so happy to be here with you. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you so much. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about yourself. Um, so I'm Kazi Misun. Um, I am um, I was born and brought up in Bangladesh and I went to Los Angeles for my higher education. I was there for seven years to study architecture and then I moved back to Bangladesh. Um, and so I think I moved back in 2017 and started my architectural um, firm here locally and eventually got into hospitality uh, business with my father. And, you know, and I think that's about it. All right. Thank you so much for that introduction. Um, so I guess a couple of questions. First of all, uh, why architecture? I think um, initially, if you have to tell me, um, you know, when I was studying and, you know, when I was in high school, I actually, you know, all the aunties and uncles, like, you know, usually they ask, like, what are you going to study? What are you going to be? And honestly, I never had that answer, uh, you know, and um, I'd always be like, you know, I don't know. And, you know, always I'd wonder, like, is it a good thing or a bad thing? You know, like I couldn't find myself, mm. you know. Um, but I remember, I think back when I was uh, 14, uh, my dad started, you know, Lakeshore Hotel and he started construction for that. So what they would do is, uh, you know, bring in tiles and marbles and ask, you know, everybody to choose, you know, which one do you think is nice? And I would always go for the one the architect initially selected. So everybody would be like, you know, she has a good taste. Um, what's going on? She would always select whichever one the architect, uh, you know, recommended. So even then I didn't know. Like I wanted to study architecture, uh, but uh, in ISD, we have this course, uh, it's called personal project in grade 10. And what they basically make you do is whatever you want to do, you know, uh, make a project of your own. So that's when I decided to build a hotel. So mm -hmm. I think it's something that was there in me. Um, where, you know, I've seen it in front of my eye happen several times. So I kind of like the process of making a hotel. So 
you know, you know, picking out on small things and designing the areas. So eventually the personal project, I, I remember I got a very good score for that. And then eventually I took a few courses on art, but I was never an art students, a student. So, you know, I did a couple of artwork, which were really nice and submitted my portfolio and eventually, you know, um, got into architecture. <laughs> so it was a choice between culinary and architecture. So it was both polar opposite. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know, uh, the only thing that was the same was, you know, they're both a form of art, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. Yeah, I remember very much the same growing up here in Bangladesh. Everyone would be asking you, what are you going to study? What are you going to do? And I don't know, <laughs> somehow I felt that very difficult. Like at what, 18, 19 to decide like what you're going to be doing <laughs> for the rest of your life. I felt like it was a very big decision, which I really wasn't prepared for. Exactly. Um, but somehow I ended up in hospitality. It was just I don't know, it was a bit of a coincidence, you know, with, with, you know, part of my family being from Switzerland, you know, going there so many years and then Switzerland being synonymous with hospitality was, was also something that was in its favor. But I think because of the way that I was brought up and just having a multicultural background anyway, is going into hospitality was a really easy choice for me, I suppose. But yeah, but I remember when I spoke about going into hospitality there were everyone was a bit confused they didn't quite understand what that meant right. here in Dhaka they're like hospitals I'm like no <laughs> <laughs> hotels hospitality <laughs> so yeah uh, I definitely feel like it's a bit of an educational process as well um so yeah I mean your first project was a hotel but also building a hotel so I guess in many ways you were also kind of in some ways destined to be in hospitality but when you came back you first started your own firm correct right and what kind of buildings were you making um were you designing so, then? initially uh you know obviously since uh, we were uh, fresher, you know, in the industry, they usually give you interior projects. Mm -hmm. And that's what I started with. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm an architect, so I'm meant to build buildings, you know. Um, and I was actually doing government projects then. You know, I did a couple of projects with um, Ansar, and um, you know, few projects here and there because one of my friend's father, he was in the army, and uh, you know, somehow we got a few projects there. And eventually, it was word of mouth, you know, like uh, one friend from the other, and you know, till I think the first two and a half years, it was almost all interior projects. Mm. Um, and then eventually we started building with mosque, like mosque designs. Uh, that's what I started with. And, uh, you know, right now we're doing head offices. Uh, we've done uh, not hospitals, but diagnostic centers. We've done several restaurants, um, you know, and we've done um, residences building designs 
currently working on um, town design, which is new, I think, and hotel designs, of course. <laughs> Yeah, wow, that's a variety of different projects, but I guess that's the beauty of architecture is that you can go into so many different areas. And yeah, I mean, everybody needs that build, that design, and making sure that it is functional for, for what they need it to be. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, and so then tell me about how you got into hospitality, which I believe you're kind of running alongside your architectural firm, right? Still today. Yes. Um, so um, basically, hospitality is my family business. You know, uh, my grandfather started it. Uh, my father, he was able to, you know, take over in a way where he actually, uh, you know, uh, I think helped crew the industry, you know, um, Back when my grandfather started it, he was limited to a lot of things, you know. Uh, he didn't see it as a hotel. He was running a guest house. Mm -hmm. uh, but my father was able to imagine it to be a hotel. And not only one, multiple franchisee of a local brand. Um, you know, and then initially when I came in, I didn't give it much attention you know like okay whether to get in that business or not or if you ask me if I had interest in it or not yes I did but only in the part where I'd be you know building the whole uh you know uh hotel the, that process mm. but eventually um I think when I got involved in the operations even understanding that um uh the process of you know serving the guests uh you know what happens when they check in and how do you communicate with these guests so you know i have an inherent quality of you know you know being friends with everybody and i like to get to know about them so it was kind of easy for me to understand my guests what they want and everything eventually i started enjoying that and um, I think that's how I got in, uh, but it was never so that, you know, uh, my right now we have a few uh, hotels, but uh, my father was like, you know, I have a property uh, which I won't be able to take care of. You're on your own, so you can start on that. So that's how I started. So when I started, I would have, a, you know, a, literally a book next to me to, you know, understand how this business works because, you know, I had no clue. So, you know, that that's basically how I started. And mostly I think it was all the knowledge that I had gained throughout the years, just seeing my father around a hotel. So, you know, I think that's where I'm at right now. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah, really kind of throwing you in the deep end <laughs> to try and figure things out. <laughs> right. Um, so <clears throat> I think kind of going back to the beginning, can you tell us a little bit more about sort of Lakeshore, the brand, you know, being a local brand, you know, it's not one of your, you know, big chains. Um, tell us a little bit more about the company. Um, 
So Lakeshore Hotel was, uh, you know, I think initially built right now, I think it's almost 18 years. Um, I may be wrong this year, maybe 19 years or so. Um, initially, I remember um, when uh, my father had, you know, uh, come, come up with this proposal of, uh, you know, uh, kind of building this hotel, he wanted it to be a local brand. Uh, because if you think about it, there aren't any local brand that are known to this extent, you know. So he, of course, when he back when he started, he didn't imagine it to be this big. Uh, but what he did was he took one step at a time. He believed in hospitality. He believed in, you know, um, uh, actually uh, giving that kind of service to his guests. And, you know, there's a lot to learn from that. And uh, Lakeshore is meant to be a boutique hotel. We don't claim ourselves to be, you know, a five-star luxurious hotel. We are a boutique hotel and we focus on being your home. Whoever our guests are, we try to make you feel at home. So it's, you know, even if we have a lot of guests who come in with their infants or kids, you know, we give them nannies to take care of the kids. There's so many small details uh, that we try to give attention to. Uh, what do you like, you know, and my father being, you know, um, he's, he's a very caring person by nature. So he likes to look into the small details, even if a guest is sick, he would actually send someone standby to take care of them, you know. So things like that. And, you know, these are the things that we're still learning. And um, honestly, there was a point where, you know, initially when I got in, I was like, where do I take it from here? Because it has already reached its height, you know. He has done it all and he has done it at his, at his best, you know. Um, but... What I believe now is uh, the only place where I think where we can come in, whether me and eventually my brother, younger brother, um, is expanding the brand and uh, making, you know, uh, like opening up in different locations in Bangladesh. You know, we have actually focused on uh, the Gulshan area, and we have a few branches around here, but eventually, you know, whether can we ever open up in Cox's Bazaar or Sillet or Rache, you know, so that the, this local brand is much more known. Mm. And so how many properties do you have now? Uh, currently, not under the name of Lakeshore, but we have five. Okay properties yeah no that's that's really that's really great to hear about um what you've what you and your family have done to set that up you know making that home for any of the guests that are coming um to your hotel and making sure that they have the care and attention that they need you know I do believe hospitality to be one of those really yeah people care about one another and they want to give a good service and a good experience and making sure that they're well looked after it just reminded me of 
I guess my early days when I got into hospitality, it was all about service and caring. But over the years, I feel like I've somehow moved away from that or the industry has kind of moved away from that kind of description. I feel like I've been in a space where it's more like financially driven and how does how do you look at hotel as an asset class and making sure that they're bringing in the revenue and, and so on and so forth so it's really nice to hear that focus on the service on the the fact that we're trying to make it a home and really give it that care and attention um, that any guests uh, will have when they stay with you <laughs> and um so one of the things that you'd said earlier, you know, speaking about, you know, attention and, and giving service, you said that, you know, it was really easy for you to communicate with guests and, you know, being friends with them. You know, these are you know, definitely good qualities to have. What do you think are some of the qualities that you had to drive you to, you know, one, obviously start your own architectural firm, but then also at the same time run a hospitality business? It takes obviously a lot of a lot of effort uh what are the things that have been um that have worked for you that have you found that has been beneficial to keep you going um i think initially with architecture i would say it's all about passion it's something you know it, it is uh, absolutely passion driven and i still remember back when i started uh, you know, I don't know if I've mentioned this, we started with designing, um, uh, you know, a garage. And I was so proud of myself uh, that, you know, eventually one day I'll have a story to tell. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was, I was so proud of myself. And I still remember that I think I had gotten like 10,000 daka for that. <laughs> Not even. I got out of there and I was like, you know, uh, this is a lot of money. And wow, you know, this could really work. So I think it's all about a dream and a passion. And as long as you're focused in that and you don't look, you know, there's a lot of people you'll see that, you know, um, you know, they worry about how much they're making off of a project. Mm. But, uh, you know, for us, we have even design bookshelves for friends, you know? I mean, we didn't care. It's like, you know, I'm a designer, as long as there is another person who's appreciating my design and they want me to be a part of their home somehow just by designing their bookshelf, okay, you know, I'll, I'll do that. So I think it's very important uh, to have that passion in whatever you're doing. I think that's what I started with. And I think that constant support, a mother, she'd be like, you know, go for it. Um, you know, you can do it. There are days when, you know, I'd wake up and be like, okay, I, tomorrow I don't have a work. I don't have a project. What do I do? And she'd be like, you know, just be patient. It will come. I think that was one of the challenges we had faced initially because I didn't do any marketing for uh, my architectural firm. You know, even today, if you go on our Instagram page, there's nothing. On our website, there is nothing. Um, only reason is because it was word to mouth. It, it's something that I've learned from my father in terms when I've seen him uh, make Lakeshore. Lakeshore is also word to mouth. 
We've never done marketing for anything, you know. So it's important that, you know, how you come to our place and what kind of service you get from us and whether you're satisfied or not and how, you know, you would recommend us, uh, you know, to other people. So that's what we care about. I mean, you know, we're not perfect, but even if we make any kind of mistake, you know, we try to solve it uh, to an extent where our clients are, you know, satisfied, whether it's clients, whether it's, it's guests, you know, they're satisfied eventually. Mm. So I think that is very, very important. And um, when it comes to hospitality, my weakness and my strength, both are communication, you know. So it takes me a lot to start a conversation. Uh, but when, we, you know, when I do, that's when I can kind of, you know, uh, take it along. So I think that's where the challenge is. And I had initially started, you know, I faced that initially in Bangladesh. I didn't have this issue, you know, when I was in Los Angeles, but here, because you know, I wouldn't know how to communicate with certain people, what to say, what not to say, how would they feel, you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. So I think that was my challenge initially. But, you know, as long as, you know, as soon as I started communicating, things were okay. So I think, you know, uh, that's that. As well as, um, you know, I would say for the hospitality, initially when I was in charge of, uh, you know, when I started with Midori, um uh it you know it's it's a small uh, property we only have 30 rooms there uh but uh i you know i would be like okay do i have to go there every day uh it's just you know people are coming in they're checking in they're eating you know how bad can this be but i think soon enough i realized that no you know, I have to be there because somehow I have to direct my energy to the people who are working there. Mm -hmm. You know, somehow they need to understand what my vision is, how I want to change things, you know. And uh, I think right now the challenge that my father may have right now uh, is with the new generation because it's you know, us who are running the business, um, a lot of his ways, you know, that he used to use back uh, in his time may not work well now because, um, you know, the whole idea of online, uh, you know, uh, business or people are working from home, you know, he doesn't understand that. So how do we incorporate a comfortable environment for work for work from home? You know, uh, I think these are the things that are important. And my challenge was that throughout COVID, mm. um, you know, uh, in Midori, because I had four floors fully booked and these people were working from Midori, like basically mm. work from home and they were individually locked in the room. So, you know, which was horrible, like, you know, how can I let them go out, take fresh air, you know, so eventually we have a small, um, like a living room in our every floor, 
So, we, you know, we kind of turned that into like a game room for them. So all the five people on that floor could actually socialize because they're not going out of the property. Mm-hmm. So these things were important. Um, you know, buying board games and sending board games to them. I mean, anything to help them, you know, uh, feel a little better. Mm-hmm. So I think these were the challenges that I had faced initially. Um, and then the whole COVID situation, how we can, uh, you know, protect our guests who are staying in from it. And I think we've done that successfully because we didn't have any cases for a good one and a half years. That's incredible and well done uh, for achieving that and yeah, making sure that you'd look after your guests and trying to find ways to look after them or engage them in different ways. Because when you're stuck in work from home in lockdown situations, yeah, it's not great when you cannot live your normal life. Um, absolutely. And there's so much there that you said that kind of resonated with me, you know, when you were saying, you know, about do I need to be there every day? And you're right, in, in actual fact, a hotel operations, pretty simple, right? Check-ins, check-outs, clean the rooms, um, you know, feed people, you know, service, all that kind of stuff. But in like any other business, you definitely still need someone who's leading the team, who's giving the direction, who's kind of giving them the, the vision of which way they're going to. And talking about the new generation, it's also something about purpose. You know, they need to know why they're doing what they're doing it's not just about having a job to pay their bills and uh uh, worked uh, work for somebody right so it's about knowing that what they're doing is having some kind of impact um in some way and also you know the communication side of things that you you said that was interesting to me and maybe we can talk a little bit about that is the the you you had difficulties in Bangladesh but not so much in LA um and you know I'll I'll share a little bit of my own experience and maybe you can add on to it like I always felt like I had to be a certain person whenever I'm in Bangladesh like I have a certain persona that I need to represent I'm so-and-so's daughter or so-and-so's uh cousin or things like that you know you come from a certain family so you have to have a certain persona I, I never felt like I could really truly be myself when I was here in Bangladesh, whereas when I lived abroad, I spent most of my uh, year 20s and 30s in Europe, it was very different, like it was very freeing. In many ways, I had to learn a bit more about myself because I had been in this sort of warped uh, situation where I was trying to be somebody else that I wasn't. So I, I, I think I understand what you mean by the communication, but I'd like to hear your thoughts about you know communicating in Bangladesh versus LA. Um, so, you know, like what I would say is in L.A., it was my, you know, my identity. You mm-hmm. know, everybody who knew me there was like by me. You know, it was who I was and how I, you know, interacted with people and my presence or, you know, it has I think it was something that I had built in, you know, seven years or so. But it was just me myself. And I didn't have to worry about, you know, what other people would think and exactly what she mm-hmm. said. But when I'm here, I think initially, even when I would, um, 
you know, take any decision, any harsh decisions uh, while operating the hotel, I'd be like, you know, how would my father do this? Um, am I doing the right thing? You know, if I treat a person in a certain way, they would probably judge my mother. You mm. know, it, these things would come into play. And that's when you actually have to take two steps back and kind of rethink, you know, how to approach, what to do. Um, and like I said, my initial, uh, you know, issue that I, I had faced is, uh, I'll tell you a story. I think um, I was doing my construction for my office and, uh, you know, it took like four months, whereas it's not supposed to even take that long. And my father came in, he screamed on top of his lungs, like, he's, you know, he went crazy and he left. And I told him, I was like, you know, you shouldn't treat them like that. What happened? You know, don't do that. Uh, and he's like, he just looked at me and he's like, Ma, you just got here. Um, I'll talk to you in two months. And I was like, okay. And actually, in two months, I think I did exactly the same thing. It screamed on top of my lungs and I left. And then that's when I realized that, you know, I was being friends with a lot of these people like laborers and contractors and everything. Eventually, what happened was they gave me a basically a damage list of 10 lakh taka and he left. He vanished. And that's when I realized that you cannot be yourself. You cannot be, uh, you know, you have to, even if you're not a very strict person, you have to put that mask on. Mm. You know, you have to act strict. You have to act tough. And that's when they'll start listening to you. And especially as a female, uh, you know, and to a lot of people, they've seen me being born in front of their eye. So they don't take me seriously at all, you know, especially in the hospitality industry again. You know, I had a few people who were working initially for my father. Now they're working for me and they'd be they would say things and walk away as if, you know, I'll talk to your father about it. But hello, you know, I am the one who is operating this business. Uh, so, you know, in those cases, the communications were difficult. So I, I think I remember, um, you know, initially I would get shy and I'd get embarrassed that, you know, how do I tell my father? So I think there's one fine day where I actually went up to my father and I was like, you know, either you're running it or I'm running it. You know, um, if I'm running it, I'll run it my way, whether it's wrong or right or whatever. I'll do it my way and I'll communicate it my way. You know, I don't want to, you know, think twice before I take a step because that really restricts me, you know, into doing a lot of things. So I think that has helped. And eventually when these people would come to me and tell me that, okay, we will go speak to your father. You know, I was able to tell them, no, you know, Either you listen to me, it's my way, or you're most welcome to leave. Mm. I think that has helped with the whole, you know, uh, overall service, overall mm. operation of the business.
Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that story. And it was interesting to hear how we're so aligned. You know, when we're here, we're not just representing ourselves, we're representing our family as well. So whatever we say or do or act has, you know, wider consequences. But once we're outside of Bangladesh, we have a little bit of, yeah, we build our own life and we create our own network. And yeah, the whole example, that story that you shared about screaming at I remember the first time I went to Abu's office once and he was like yelling at somebody as well. And I was just like, why are you doing that? Like, why? Like, how is that going to achieve anything? And I'm like, and also it's going to stress you out. You know, your blood pressure is going through the roof as well. So I was a bit worried for his health too. But, and he said this to me many times, the only way to get things done is by, yeah, yelling and being strict. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's really... That's really difficult for me to to understand or navigate. Um, but I see I see it. I see it here almost on a daily basis that sometimes that's the way it needs to be done here. Yeah. Yeah. And as a woman, you add that extra layer is not going to be easy. <laughs> okay, so I'm just having a look at the time. Um, and obviously thank you so much for sharing everything uh, that you've done so far and, and all your learnings. I'm gonna move on to my final question and ask you who inspires you? Um, I think uh, I would say, you know, my mother, of course. Um, this is something, uh, you know, um, I think I'm grateful to her all for my life and, uh, I, you know, it is something, I think it's the inherent qualities that I've gotten from her, whether, you know, I've seen her run her household in a certain way, uh, the way she has given service, uh, you know, at home. I think these small things that I was able to pick on to, and I was able to take it forward with me and kind of somehow apply it everywhere, you know, whether it's in the architectural uh, business that I have or in the hospitality um, I think overall uh, it's uh, really important for you know our basic is something that we learn from our home you know and uh, now I know how much of it I still apply in, in you know in my life so I would you know, I'd say it's uh, my mother, but I would also like to add that um, now in a lot of ways, uh, the, you know, bigger challenges that I face, um, you know, I would give it to my husband. He inspires me as well uh, because of the amount of support and love that I get from him. There are days when I would just wake up and be like, you know, I can't take this anymore, you know. And he would, he's one of those, you know, people where he would be like, you know, what are you talking about? This is nothing for you. You know, he would say certain things that would really boost up my energy and, you know, um, really get me on my toes to run around. And he would... Uh, you know, I think whenever he sees me at home, he'd be like, what are you doing at home? Go, you need to go to work. So I think it's really important, uh, you know, to have a life partner like that, 
to and he him and my mother they're the same horoscope I don't know they have like they're very similar uh, which is uh, I think very nice because you know in a certain way they say exactly the same thing to me and that really helps me with you know to move on with my life and work hard to you know do things for the society and I think in the process they have individually made a lot of sacrifices themselves because I wasn't you know I was not able to give enough time at home I wasn't Mm -hmm. able to give enough time to my mother or my husband but I think they've happily you know accepted that uh, because they want to see me at a certain place I think you know that's really great to hear both the support that you have from from your mother and your husband I was recently um, have hosting an event in Sydney and we talked about the hospitality husbands and how yeah. they play such a key role in the success of their uh, for, for those women that, that they play such a key role in the success of their careers and their family lives and the support that they have so yes I agree they play a very important role so thank you so much for sharing your story with us today Thank you for having me with you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you were as inspired as I was by that story. Please follow us here and on LinkedIn where I post videos of the recordings. Stay tuned for many more stories of inspiring women in hospitality.